Hi. I took a month off from my regular broadcasting. I still was doing my, my uh, film reviews, but after a year of podcasting, I thought that I would give myself a, a little break. Which, that's crazy that it's been a year. I also wanted you guys to know that I am not wearing pants right now. And that's true. I, I don't feel the need to. But yeah, I just needed a little reset, some breathing room. You guys are like, uh, I'm just joking. But I wanted to talk about some things that I find important and they're on my mind right now. So, so the first fear is, is losing weight. This one might take some explaining to do, but I honestly, there is a very legitimate fear of losing weight that I have. Okay. So kind of a side you know, a rabbit trail here. And being vulnerable, I, I hope that I can trust you guys to be mature in your response to this, but I, I've been pretty addicted to pornography, you know, for the last long time. Uh, most of my adolescence and adulthood was spent um, addicted to that stuff. And uh, in fact, I was homeschooled and because I was homeschooled, there was no sex education at all. I had one conversation with my mom when I was 11 or 12, and I walked away from that conversation thinking that I had an idea or a grasp about what sex was. Nope, not true at all. In fact, porn was my, was my sex education, which is super unfortunate. It was, when I found it, it was a total shock to my system because in Brazil, they just show that stuff on TV. Full nudity, everything, they show that on TV. It's not like regular broadcasting here in, in America. So the internet became my sex education. That propelled me to seeking out what I was seeing on screen. I wanted to experience, I was so curious. I wanted to experience porn in real life. In college, I spent an absurd amount of time looking for hookups. Hardly finding any, but the search was, the search of it was what kept me so engaged. It even got to the point where I was offering to pay people, you know, to engage in sex with me, which is such a sign of how desperate my search had become. The more I sought it out, the less I found anything. I was just trying to manifest it so much. Not that I didn't find anything, but no green lights. They were all red lights. I was not ever a person that a woman wanted in that way. I've been friend-zoned more times than I can, hundreds of times. I felt like sex was being kept from me, in hindsight, and even I was aware of it then, that it's God's protection over me. And because I was aware of that, I protested and I sought it out even more. I was like, give me what I want. There's a lot more involved in that path that I was taking, but I, I'll, maybe I'll discuss that on future episodes. However, I feel that losing weight would turn a lot of those red lights into green lights, if that makes sense. In other words, I would start to be desired by women as more than just a friend. If I reshaped my body and got fit, I'm confident of that. Yes, I'm pretty much saying that women are just as shallow as men, but you know, hey, I will die on that hill. So this actually does scare me because of how much I would love the attention, the new attention. It's the only thing that would consume my mind. If I felt that I could get the woman that I wanted, which has never happened before, I would feel on top of the world. And that scares me because of how much I would engage in that behavior and actually be successful this time in, in finding what I'm seeking. So I hope that makes sense. That is a very legitimate fear of mine that I haven't been able to articulate yet. 
Getting rich. This is another fear of mine too. I don't come from money. I have pretty much nothing in my bank account right now and that's even an understatement. If I got cast in a movie or a commercial and just say they paid me $100,000, that $100,000 would be consumed in the form of food, drugs, alcohol. Drugs, I meant weed, but I actually fear that it would go much further than that. I would start looking. I, would, I fear that I would become the next Chris Farley if I came into a substantial amount of money like he did. Drugs would be pretty easy to find. Finding them is not the issue. Being able to pay for them and support that habit is the issue. I can hardly support the weed habit that I have right now. An edible is $8, but narcotics are much more expensive and way more damaging to, to the mind and the body. Not only that, drugs ruin lives and families. Again, I, I, I think that the Lord currently does not trust me with a large sum of money, and I completely understand and agree with it. Lots of money would possibly mean big trouble for me. That's why I fear getting rich. Because I know myself, I know my heart, and yeah, it would, it would be awful. Anyways, I'm not saying that it would happen, but I'm also not saying that I get money and I spend it all responsibly. I'm not saying that would happen either. My final fear that I'm going to talk about is the end of the world, because I think that there are some super signs that we're getting from the Lord that the end times might be approaching. All of these opinions are going to derive from the Bible, so if that's not your cup of tea, I don't know what to tell you. I just hope that if you listen to this, that this could wake you up a little bit. I'm not woke, I'm awake. Big difference. In fact, the exact opposite. The Bible speaks about Jesus' second coming and how he's going to take the Christians up to heaven in a blink of an eye. Boom, we're, we're in paradise with, with God. The rapture, that's what it's called. That leaves the rest of the non-believers back on earth to experience the tribulation, which is seven years of torment on earth before being condemned to hell for eternity. There is a video that I would like to show you right now that depicts a sound recorded from hell. I don't know if it's true, I don't know if it's real, but it does personify hell a little bit more for me. It colored in some blanks about what I, my perception of hell, this just like colored it a little bit more. So check this out. Did you know hell is mentioned as a literal place in the center of the earth eight times in Bible? And miners dug a hole in the ground and believe they found hell and have audio to prove it. Hear for yourself. We find hell on earth. This is the deepest man-made hole on earth. It goes seven and a half miles deep. It took 19 years to dig. Many strange things were discovered during the dig. But when they lowered a microphone all the way down this hole, they caught this audio. Hell is very real. When Jesus went to the cross so people don't have to go there. He's coming soon. So like, follow, subscribe for more. That's pretty scary. Okay. I would never want to experience that or anybody else to experience that. Even on the off chance that hell doesn't exist, I would still be living my life as if hell, like, did exist. And that's not totally true because I am a very sinful person. But anyways, 
the tribulation serves as one final mass hall of people accepting Christ. The people who accept Christ and become Christians after the rapture will be starved, tormented, and killed by the hands of the Antichrist. The Antichrist is someone who is going to claim himself to be God. That's how he'll be identified. So I don't believe that the rapture will come out of nowhere. I actually don't. Yes, it'll be in the blink of an eye, but it won't so much be random. Here's why. The Lord talks about birthing contractions as we get closer, with each contraction getting, getting stronger as we approach the end times. These contractions come in the form of the Euphrates River drying up. There are four monstrous demons who are locked away in Hades that when the Euphrates River dries up, God says that these four monstrous demons will be released from hell they will come out of the Euphrates River that has been dried up, and they will destroy, devour, one-third of the world's population. I don't remember if this will happen before or after the rapture, but man, I'm praying after. The Euphrates River sits between Turkey and Syria, which just had massive earthquakes. Contraction, maybe? In Matthew 24... Jesus says that there will be food shortages, threats of war, people falsely coming in his name, earthquakes, a mass rejection of the faith, and an increase in selfish and sinful behavior. All of that we're seeing today. Being a Christian will become a problem for the world. Another contraction. Israel just made it illegal to talk about Jesus. That's a sign that there is more of that to come. Ah! Banning Christianity will become normalized, and we will be seen as a threat to the world strictly because of the world's blindness. God encourages Christians in Revelation to not be scared, but to rejoice that Jesus is coming. We should not be scared, and it's a little hard to not be scared. God says if we're scared as Christians about the end times, then we're not doing our job. Speaking the word, speaking the truth to people is the saving grace, the literal saving grace that Christians have to combat the world during the end times, as we approach the end times. I've always wondered how the United States plays into the Bible. Like, it's just never mentioned, and the, and the United States is such a big deal today. I mean, there was one time that I was like, is the United States Israel? Are we the Israel that God talks about? Are we the church that God talks about? But I think that I had that question answered, because... The Bible says that the generation to see Israel become a nation again will be the generation to see the end times. Well, Israel just became a nation again in 1948, not even 100 years ago. I think we're that generation. Not generation in the sense that we have, like from my dad's generation to me. I mean, he could even mean like 1500 to 2000 something. 23? Then it says that... Four nations will sign with Israel, and after the fourth nation signs with them, that's another indicator, another contraction. Joe Biden just signed with Israel last year in July, making us the fourth nation to sign with Israel. I just heard about this yesterday, but the Bible also talks about an army of 200 million. Well, guess what? China just released something about their army being 200 million. And so, you know, Christian people are looking at the Bible going, 200 million, 200 million, oh, that's talking about China. I think that says it right there, and that's pretty hard to ignore. Literal scripture is being realized today. The foretold prophecy is coming true. 
I pray for peace and safety for each and every one of you listening and watching today. Thank you for being here. And hopefully, I will see you guys next week. <laughs> no, I will. You know, I mean, if, if, if we're still here, I'll post another whatever.